so much for tuning in and welcome everyone. I hope you are well. I'm your host, Ben Lively, and you're listening to Shake and Awake, episode number 29. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in wherever you are and whatever you're doing right this very moment. I wanted to thank some new listeners, both in the Philippines and in Nigeria, that started tuning into the show last week. Welcome aboard, and we're certainly glad to have you. And as always, I promise you another great show. But more than anything, my hope for you today and always is that you have an actual encounter with the Lord. He's always right there beside us. And I I wanted to give a huge shout out to my brothers in Christ, Christopher Miller, Wes Pride, Tyler Reed, Jeremy Royer, Dakota Bridge, and David Smith, along with myself, uh, were were a part of a strong uh, Christian men's group on Facebook known as Men Who Follow Christ. Uh, They're official sponsors of this show, and I couldn't be prouder of them and of the selfless sacrifices they each make to helping spread Christ and and the gospel to men around the world. If you're a man of God or striving to be one, join us today on the Facebook group, Men Who Follow Christ. And this place is for men, but we do recognize the need for women to have a place just like this. Uh, So we support our sister page, at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the weeping women of Christ. So without further ado, let's get ready to invite God in with us right here, right now, and allow him to speak directly to your hearts and minds. I plan on going a little bit over today uh, because I couldn't decide what to remove. I think it's all important and um, I don't want time to be the prohibitor of of getting good information out to you. Uh, So here goes. Here's today's topic. Where does your faith lie? Is it God or everything else going on around you? So the the point of today's episode is is really to bring awareness and hopefully some, some clarity and peace above and beyond the chaos going on around us today. So if you're listening in, and it's still 2021, I need to go no further in explaining the chaos that's growing by the week. If you're listening and it's 2022 or beyond, I cannot imagine what you and I and we are are facing. I have an idea, though, and it makes 2021 looks basically look like a twisted fire drill, like nothing. Like, had we only seen what was coming we have done things a bit differently. Good news. That's what prompted me to speak today and to ask God and the Holy Spirit to fill me with their words, not mine, uh, that they want you to hear. Some of what I'll speak on today is already in your Bibles. And some of what I have to say is brotherly advice based on the Bible's teaching and where God is leading me to go with uh, today's message. So as of today, here's what we're facing that we have not since I've been alive. So that's 1977. And from what my grandparents can vouch for, that's going back to the 40s, nor in their lifetimes either. So right now, we're, we're dealing with false Bible teachers everywhere we look. You know, the Bible said that false teachers would bring in heresies, have many followers, and cause others to reject God's word. That's 2 Peter 2, 1-2. to These false prophets would be money-hungry, and smooth talkers. That's 2 Peter 2, 3. Can you picture any of them now? I certainly can. I've got a lot of Bible verses to back up what I'm saying today. So I'm going to ask you all to look at the show notes. 
that should be posted on whichever method you use to listen to today's podcast. So I will reference the uh, book that it's in, possibly the chapter, uh, but the chapters and verses and everything will all be in the show notes. And I, I can't recommend that highly enough to go back and, and verify and review and just soak in these verses. There's so many to back up what I'm saying today that it would take 20 minutes just to name all of the verses. So for your time sake, I will include them in the notes and just briefly mention them here. So the, the Christian gospel right now is being preached as a witness to all nations. So Matthew and Mark and in Revelation, it said that that would happen. And today, portions or the entire Bible have been translated into over 2,400 languages and dialects. And that covers over 90% of the world's population. Um, so we're, we're, we're moving at a really rapid pace. And uh, speaking of that, you know, communications right now are at the speed of light. We've seen events unfold in real time as they're happening. Not on the five o'clock news. News travels so fast now that people aren't even watching the news for their news. They're watching the lives on Facebook and Instagram that are telecasting the actual event most of the time. These global communications were already foreseen. They were, they're uh, listed out in Revelations 11 and in uh, chapter 17. The Bible prophesies that the entire world would see certain events unfold. Remember that in uh, the Apostle John's day, news traveled at the speed of horseback. Okay, so we've come a long way. Mankind right now is easily able to destroy all life. We've got hypersonic weapons right now today that can fly from Russia and hit any point in the U.S. and their intended targets in under five minutes. And they're invisible to radar and just as impossible to take down. So mankind, as the Bible said, would be capable of destroying all of life. And that's in Matthew 24. Consider that when Jesus made this prophecy of his day, there were swords and spears, but today we have nuclear, biological, and chemical weapons. It's possible to wipe out all flesh on planet Earth. And the use of nuclear weapons was anticipated in Zechariah 14. I don't know if you know that or not. You know, the neutron bomb melts or dissolves its victims just as God warned 2,500 years ago. He said, their flesh shall dissolve while they stand on their feet. Their eyes shall dissolve in their sockets and their tongues shall dissolve in their mouths. This was unimaginable in Zechariah's day. I think right now, as, we're, as I'm speaking, there's a global cry for peace among the church or the body of Christ. You know, 1 Thessalonians 5.3 already said there, were, there would be a global cry for peace. Never. Has there been such a concerted or global effort to bring about peace at any cost as there is today? How many earthquakes, typhoons, hurricanes, tsunamis, fires, flooding, volcanic eruptions, famine, and deadly tornadoes have you heard about just in the U.S. this year alone? Not even counting the rest of the world, just this year alone. I already know your answer. It's the same as mine. It's too many to count. I've lost count. Chaotic weather is prevalent. Luke 21. It states, Jesus foresaw the seas and the waves roaring in the last days. He also likened these signs to birth pangs. 
He talks about that in Matthew 24. The Greek word Odin often translated as sorrows in Matthew 24 literally means birth pangs. And furthermore, the, the apostle Paul reminded us that the creation itself will be delivered from the curse at the end of the age. That's in Romans 8. And that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs in Romans 8. As delivery draws near, birth pangs always increase in both intensity and frequency. Therefore, the creation itself would travel as the time of delivery draws near. I don't know about you, but right now, things are increasing more than by the week. It's it's almost every two to three days. You know, of course, chaotic weather is not new, but there's current day proof that we're witnessing an increase. I think you'd all agree in, in some pretty strange weather. In Mark 13, we talk about, uh, the, the Bible talks about many wars would erupt. You know, there are dozens of major armed conflicts in the world today. Mark and Luke, Mark 13 and Luke 21 said that ethnic conflicts would be prevalent. Jesus used the Greek word ethnos to describe the last day's battles. Today, as never in history, we've got ethnic groups rising against ethnic group, and you don't even have to go more than a couple miles from your house to experience this. This is everywhere. The earth right now is filled with violence. That's an understatement. Luke 17 and Genesis 6 speak about this. You know, in the United States alone, violent crime has increased almost 500% since 1960. And just one statistic, you know, 50 years ago, abortion, which is the violent murder of an unborn child, was illegal in most countries. Today, abortion's legal and actually promoted in most countries. And 46 million children are aborted each year. Okay, so we also have Jesus that foretold about fearful sights. He, he talks about that in Luke 21, 11. The Greek word trans, uh, translated fearful is phobotron, which can, can also translate to be terror. And according to the U.S. State Department, between 81 and 2006 alone, there's more than 38,000 international terrorist attacks. It's incredible. Today, knowledge is increasing. I know it seems like the world's dumbed down. That's what I think anyway. But knowledge is actually increasing. Anything you want to know about anything is available anywhere. I'm going to repeat that because it's true. Anything you want to know about anything is avail available anywhere. And in Daniel 12:4, it states knowledge would increase. You know, today we're, we're witnessing an explosion of available knowledge. With the internet, our cumulative knowledge is doubling every few months. The exponential increase is beyond what anyone could have ever imagined. And most of you could nod your head at this too. Just going 10, 15, 20 years back, we never thought we, we would be where we are at such a rapid pace as we are today. And how about COVID? There's there's the, the word of the, the year, uh, past two years. It was grown in a lab in China. It's spread to the rest of the world. It's mutating now about once a month. And the infection and death count isn't even being counted anymore. The pace and the tenacity of this deadly worldwide pandemic is moving quicker than we can even keep up with. 
This isn't new. This isn't unexpected. God told us about this. It's in Matthew 24, 7, Revelation 6, 8. Deadly diseases, which the Bible calls pestilences, would be common. Okay? Famines would be common. According to the UN, an estimated 854 people, million people, went hungry in just 2006 alone. That's almost two decades ago. In Luke... 21 and 26, it talked about great signs from heaven were prophesied. Unexplained sightings in the sky appear to be increasing. For instance, since 1947, UFO testimonies have exploded. It's terrified many. Each year, thousands of unidentified aerial sightings are reported. Now it's becoming commonplace on the media. They just put the release of everything we know about UFOs and UFO sightings, quote unquote, as part of the, the stimulus package that went out during Trump's term. So it, it, the sightings are growing and uh, it's becoming more news worthy rather than just hearsay. Um, you know, how, how about the sun? It was the hottest on record in the world this year in 2021. Hottest recorded temperatures in the world. There was weeks of 130 degree Fahrenheit plus in many of the West Coast of the United States this year, amongst many places in the U.S. Again, this shouldn't be a surprise. In Revelation 16, 8 to 9, it said the sun would scorch, uh, scorch the inhabitants of the earth. In recent years, solar activity has intensified markedly. You know, I just read today that we're expecting a solar storm that could possibly take out the internet and put it offline for months. Now, whether that happens, I don't know. But it's been prophesied, so it will happen. Um, you know, th this prophecy is clearly a divine judgment on unrepentant mankind. It's a compromise in the Earth's atmosphere due to nuclear war or other ecological disasters and, and could absolutely facilitate this judgment. Another interesting fact is, is uh, in Isaiah 11, 11 to 12, Ezekiel, Luke 21, it said the Jews would begin to regather in Israel. Well, over 5 million Jews have returned to Israel in recent times. This is unprecedented in human history. Never has a people group been dispersed for hundreds of years at every corner of the globe and then regathered back to their homeland. Yet God said it and he's done it before our very eyes. He said returning Jews would come from the north, the south, the east, and the west. That's Isaiah 43, Jeremiah 31. Amazingly, near a million Jews have emigrated from Russia in the north. Over 100,000 Ethiopian Jews have emigrated from the south. And since 1948, you know, Jesus, uh, Jews have emigrated from Europe, Asia, and the Americas everywhere. Anti-Semitism worldwide was already anticipated. We've got, a, I mean, how much of that are we experiencing? That was already forecasted in Deuteronomy, Jeremiah, Luke, Revelation. You know, history confirms that the Jews have been persecuted as no other people group. And that's, that's, that's happening. All, all surrounding nations would be united against Israel. 
we're experiencing a lot of that. Never, you know, this never happened in, in history. Yet today, Israel's surrounded by Muslim nations sworn to her destruction. The Euphrates River. Google that right now. So go ahead. Google uh, Euphrates River drying up. Guys, it's almost gone. Revelation 16.12 says the Euphrates River would be dried up. The uh, the massive uh, Ataturk Dam in Turkey, it's completed in 1990, can hold back the Euphrates to a trickle. Take a look at those pictures that's happening right now. Uh, it, it, it's a disaster. So I'm talking about the things that are going on right now. Uh, great earthquakes in diverse places are foreseen. Luke 21, Isaiah 24, Revelation 6. You know, seismic activity appears to be on the rise significantly. Again, I can't keep up. Deceptive signs and wonders are abounding, as it states it would in Matthew 7, Thessalonians, uh, 2 Thessalonians 2. The signs and wonders uh, movement has swept the globe in recent years, replacing the word of God. You know, experiences that feed the senses in the name of Christ are drawing away millions. Today, men and women are lovers of themselves. That is an understatement. It said they would in 2 Timothy 3. This generation, like no other, regards self above all else. Self-love, self-esteem, self-reliance, self-gratification. It's encouraged encouraged by the media, schools, psychologists, etc. You know, in contrast, Jesus taught against, or, or I'm sorry, Jesus taught self-denial against self-love. Even many churches today preach a feel-good about yourself message, right? How about the youth? The youth of today. We talk about it being the parents' faults and we, 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 hone in on that, but in 2 Timothy 3 and Mark 13, this was foretold that youth would become increasingly rebellious. And no, no comment is necessary right there. Just uh, take a look anywhere you want and you'll, you'll see they're out of control. Humanity today is becoming increasingly materialistic and lovers of pleasure. No generation in history has had so many means to entertain and arouse the senses. Every imaginable pleasure is available and has become big business. But it already told us this in 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5. How about hatred of Christians? Jesus said Christians would be hated for his namesake. That was Luke 21 and Revelations 6 and 20. The banning of the Bible? Prayer? Banning of the Ten Commandments, nativity scenes, Christmas songs. They're, they're banning Christmas trees. And so th those are the things that are reflecting this trend. You know, also consider that more Christians were martyred during the past century than during all previous history. We just saw many Christians martyred in both China and Afghanistan. And they're being martyred today at an exponential rate. How about homosexuality? Luke 17 already told us that homosexuality would be flaunted at the end of the age. Jesus warned that the last days would be like the days of Lot who lived in wicked Sodom. 
You know, we know the root of Sodom's sin was pride and complacency. That's Ezekiel 16. It is like that today. It's just like that today. However, Saddam, uh, Sodom's lasting infamy stemmed from their aggressive homosexual sin. It states more about that in Genesis 19 and, and Jude 1. Today, the homosexual agenda is flaunted and forced upon our entire society. I think you already know that. But I'm just pointing out what's happening. And I'm, I'm getting to my point here in a little little bit, a few minutes. Uh, substantial wealth and luxuries uh, foreseen. That's James 5 and Revelations 3 and Revelations 18. You know, it's interesting that 40 years ago, some authorities predicted that the growing mass of humanity was so quickly depleting the world's resources that many of the resources would be exhausted in only a few decades. Yet... Today, vast material wealth and luxuries are in abundant supply, just as the Bible anticipated 2,000 years ago. Also, in the last days, fallen angels would interact with mankind. That's 1 Timothy 4.1, Luke 17.26, Genesis 6.1-4. There's been an explosion, I think you'd agree, of ET or alien reports during the past 60 years especially this year and last. Studies indicate these entities behave more like demons than space travelers. They transcend the law of physics, invoke fear, and deliver anti-Christian messages. Now we have video footage of them from the military, Department of Defense. How about apostasy? It's everywhere, everywhere. We, we were told about this in 2 Thessalonians 2 that apostasy would occur just before the Antichrist is revealed. Increasingly experience-based Christianity, quote-unquote, is replacing the Bible as the standard for saving faith. The movement is striving for unity at the expense of truth. Christ's exclusive claims are negated in the names of tolerance. I thought these were some pretty crazy statistics of an estimated 176 million American adults who identify as Christian, just 6% or 15 million of them actually hold a biblical worldview. That was from a new study from Arizona Christian University. Uh, the finding was published by the Culture Research Center of Arizona Christian University in its recently released American Worldview Inventory. And, and what it does is it's an annual, annual survey that evaluates the worldview of the U.S. adult population. And it's conducted in February. And the survey included a national, uh, nationally representative sample of 2,000 adults. So the study shows in general that while a majority of America's self-identified Christians, including many who identify as evangelical, believe that God is all-powerful, all-knowing, and is the creator of the universe, more than half reject a number of biblical teachings and principles, including the existence of the Holy Spirit. You know, a, a closer examination of the data on Christians show that while some groups of Christians, like self-identified born-again Christians and self-identified evangelicals, hold views that were more closely aligned with the biblical view, and the survey still found errant beliefs among the groups. While the groups aren't considered interchangeable, Barna found, it's another group that found there's slightly fewer self-identified uh, self evangelicals, 28% than their self-identified born-again Christians, which is 
So some 62% of self-identified born-again Christians contend that the Holy Spirit is not a real living being, but is merely a symbol of God's power, presence, or purity. Another 61% say that all religious faiths are of equal value. And 60% believe that if a person is good enough or does enough good things, they can earn their way into heaven. You know, all these positions challenge a biblical worldview. I'm going to demonstrate this for a moment. Now, all of you, most of you, I would imagine, have seen at least one, maybe a thousand bumper stickers that show the word coexist. And it's usually broken down into letters that form the word coexist based upon religious symbols that stand for the letters. And, uh, you know, it revelations again, revelations 13, 12 and 17 already told us there would be a movement toward a one world religion. Today as never before, we're witnessing religions joining hands in the name of peace and tolerance. So let's imagine this if you can. I saw this written down and I, I put it down because it was too good to ignore and it was too good, it was too good to not share. But th this is putting it into perspective. So imagine this if you could. Peter is a Roman Catholic. Paul's a Methodist. John is a Mormon. Matthew is a Baptist. James is a Presbyterian. Judas is a Pentecostal holiness. Andrew is a Jehovah's Witness. Thomas is a, a, a held to the Jewish faith. Philip is a Quaker. James is a Seventh-day Adventist. Simon's a Unitarian. Bartholomew is a Lutheran. And Judas Iscariot, though one church is as good as another. But imagine even more. Imagine Peter claiming to be a Pope. Imagine Paul saying, you can sprinkle for baptism and you must attend baptism class before you get baptized. Imagine John shouting, you must have the Book of Mormon, Mormon before you can be saved. Imagine Matthew preaching, you can be saved by faith only. Baptism is not relevant and you can't fall from grace. Imagine Andrew teaching that there's no eternal hell. Imagine James telling people that their babies are born sinners. Sounds foolish, doesn't it? It's because it is foolish. There were no denominations in the apostles' days, and denominations have no biblical authority for existence now. That's in 1 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4. And did you know that none of the apostles taught or believed any of these things? They taught then what your Bible teaches now. And your Bible teaches that there's never been any scriptural, scriptural pope. Read Acts 10. Baptism is a burial in water. Read, read uh, Romans 6 and Acts 8. The Book of Mormon's unknown to God's word. Read Acts 20. Faith only and baptism is irrelevant, is not a Bible doctrine, and you can fall from grace. Read James 2.24. In Galatians 5, 4, Jesus and his apostles repeatedly warned against hell. Read Luke 16. I can go on and on and on. But in spite of what many teach today, your Bible still says, believe in Christ, repent of your sins, confess your faith in Christ, and be baptized. There's about 30 References in scripture on that alone. And again, I'll include those in today's notes. Today, epidemic drug use is 
unbelievable. It's promoted. It's being sold. It's being legalized. In Revelations 9, it's said to expect epidemic drug use It was foreseen. The Greek word translated sorceries into pharmakia, which can also refer to drug use, both illegal drugs and mind-altering drugs. I know people are trying to attribute that to COVID, but the use of these illegal drugs and the dispensing of these mind-altering drugs have risen sharply during our current generation. I mean, we're almost at 100%, and we're fastly approaching that for legalizing drugs of all kinds throughout the United States. You know, sorcery is referring to witchcraft and magic and occult practices used to enchant and deceive are also running rampant. And they were anticipated in these last days too in Revelations 9, 18, 21, Isaiah 47, Micah 5. You know, today interest in the occult is flourishing and it's starting in middle school. How about preparations for a global war? Hey guys, I'm not a doom and gloom kind of guy. But I see what I see. <laughs> God removed the, the blinders off me a couple years ago, and, and the scales are, are gone. Uh, the, China is, is building missile silos quicker than anything I've ever, we've ever seen. They're, they're building man-made islands to house their military. I mean, things are happening everywhere. And in Joel 3, Matthew 24, and Revelation 16, we were they already foretold the preparations for a global war. It was already anticipated. Never in history have we seen so many nations stockpile weapons of mass destruction. Period. And environmental devastation of the planet? It's, it's unbelievable, but again, it was foreseen in Revelations 11, 18. Our generation has done more to ravage the environment than any other previous generation combined. And despite the Bible's numerous warnings and last day prophecies, it stated many would be taken off guard when these events culminate. That's in Luke 21 and 1 Thessalonians. So, you know, take heed to yourselves, basically. All true followers of Christ one day would suddenly vanish, raptured, caught up by God to heaven. 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 Corinthians 15. You know, a false explanation will deceive the unsuspecting masses. That's 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 to 12. Today, many apparitions, angels, ETs, channelers, and new agers are offering, are offering a counterfeit explanation for this soon-to-take-place event. And it's getting worse by the week. You know, some are going to depart from the faith. Giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. That's in 1 Timothy 4. You know, this generation that we're in has witnessed the explosion of these heavenly visitors and false doctrines that are embraced by professing Christians, even though their message contradicts the word of God. You know, they're channeling witchcraft, yoga, physics, etc. All that, all that has gained in popularity, through, uh, though it was forbidden by God. Look at Deuteronomy 8, 10 to 12, you'll see. In 2 Timothy and in Acts 20, it said people would reject the sound doctrine of the word of God and follow the doctrine of men that appeal to their own lusts. Others would confess faith in Christ but not obey his word. It's Matthew 24 and Matthew 7. 
said many would forsake the Ten Commandments as a moral code. You know, we're seeing blaspheming, committing adultery, disobeying parents, stealing, lying, coveting. Idolatry would be pervasive. It says that in Revelations 9, 13, 19, Micah 5, Zechariah 13. An idol is anything that competes for the attention due only to our creator. Right? Statues, images, charms, false gods, angels, spirits, as well as your possessions or your position, pleasure, a person, yourself, and any created thing can all become idols. Look at Romans 1, 18 to 25, and it'll tell you more. It also says, and we see it today, men would be mocking the warning signs of the end of the age, saying these signs have always been around. Look for more on that in 2 Peter 3, 3 to, uh, 3, 3 to 4. The Bible even reveals their motivation. They love lust. You know, there, there are many more last day prophecies. There are several, just too detailed for this briefly uh, list. However, these demonstrate that the Bible is the inspired word of God. It's true that some of these signs have been around for for a thousand years, but only our generation has witnessed the coming together of every one of these events. Jesus also said that some men would be gripped with fear when these signs occur. That's in Luke 21, 26, while others would look up with hopeful expectation. That's Luke 21, 28. Now, which camp do you fall into? If you're fearful, there's good news and bad news. The bad news is that God will judge every man who breaks even one of his laws. Have you ever blasphemed your creator's name? Lied? Either white lies and, and, and also fibs count, right? Have you stolen? Cheating on a test or taxes is stealing. Have you looked with lust? You know, if you've answered yes to these questions, then by your own admission, you're a blaspheming, lying, thieving, adulterer at heart. And we have only looked at four of the Ten Commandments that are in Exodus 20. That's how God sees you. Keep in mind, God sees every secret sin of your past as if it just occurred. Nothing is hidden from his holy eyes. Also remember that Jesus rebuked rebuke the uh, devout religious leaders of his day because though they appeared good on the outside, inside they were prideful hypocrites. They were trusting in their own goodness, but the Lord saw their hearts. No matter how upright we may appear on the surface, all of us have broken God's holy commandments. And we need a savior. We need the savior. Jesus Christ, please listen to your conscience. You know your conscience. You know you're guilty and should justly end up in hell. But that's not God's will. In fact, God is long-suffering toward us not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. That's in 2 Peter 3.9. The good news is that God has made a way to freely forgive us so that we may spend eternity with him in heaven. In Romans 5.8, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life, John 3, 16. God desires a loving, eternal relationship with each person free from sin, free from fear, and free from pain. How many of you would love that right now? Well, he sent his son to die as our substitute on the cross. 
In Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus never sinned. Therefore, he alone qualified to pay the penalty for our sins on the cross. We sinned, but Jesus died in our place. Then he rose from the dead, defeating death, and all who turn from their sins and call on his name will be saved. So if these signs of today alarm you, thank God, because the Lord wants to awaken you, shake you awake to be exact, from your spiritual slumber and give you eternal life. To repent of your sins and place your trust in Jesus Christ, make Psalms 51 your prayer. Then read your Bible daily, obeying what you read. God will never let you down. Let me repeat that. God will never let you down. So my final question to you today is then this. We have accurate accounts from creation to now as well as prophecy, both foretold and which has come to pass, as well as prophecy, which is unfolding undeniably in front of our very eyes. God's never been wrong and he's never fallen on his promises. How much faith do you have in God versus those around you, including establishments, governments, vaccines, and false hope? What does your Bible have to say to you about what you need to be doing during these signs of the end of times that we're in right now. Which brings me to my final statement. I suggest you start following it today and putting your 100% faith in God and God alone. Those that didn't place their complete faith in God in all the stories in the Bible, they fell. Don't be like them. Let's learn from God and from our history that he had and has documented for us. It's in the Bible. So before we end today's show, I just want to thank you all again for tuning in. I hope you were touched by God through today's messages and scripture. I'd like to ask you a favor only if you received any value out of today's show. Will you tell at least one person you know? Just call them, text them, email them, talk to them. Tell them to give the show a listen. You can also check out the show at www.shaken-awake.com. Email me directly at ben at shaken-awake.com or just call or text me directly for any reason at 407-493-3208. If you have any ideas for the show or you'd like to be on the show, let me know. So next week... Tune in next Sunday or whenever you're able as we dive into another important topic of our day, which is how your one small Christ-like act can have a worldwide ripple effect. So next week's episode is another powerful and do not miss episode. Thanks for joining. And until next time, take great care of yourself and each other and God bless you all. 